This is another episode of the Ungrown Ups podcast. In fact, this is episode 18, otherwise known as the 18th episode, or in this case, legally voted. Legal. Yeah, totally legal. Which, okay, so I want to address this really quick. Uh, one of our good friends, Jacob Brown. Hi, Jacob. I uh, assume that you're listening. Made some comment, and I know it was joking, but uh, about sexualizing the podcast. And I, you know, we're not sexualizing the podcast. It's just when you're 18. Yeah, he saw- you're legally if you allowed. <laughs> if you saw us, you know this is purely non-sexual. Yeah, this is not anything like that. And I know you made the comment in jest, Jacob, but I, I did want to address it. Mostly just, you know, for my own, uh, I don't know, idiocy. At any rate, uh, yeah, if you're 18, well, you can't buy tobacco anymore, right? So you can vote. You can join the army. You can get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Buy pornography. Lottery tickets. Lottery tickets. No booze and no tobacco. Yeah. When did when did that change, by the way? Tobacco was 18 for the longest time. I don't know when that changed. When vaping became a big deal. I think it changed like last year or something like that. Uh, well, vaping's stupid, by the way. I don't know. That's, that's literally yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, Statement of fact. All right. Okay, then. So uh, I think today what we'd like to do. So there's a couple things. Uh, first, Mother's Day is coming up. today. It's Sunday, by the way. So it's Sunday, May 3rd. Uh, yeah, May 3rd. Tomorrow is Star Wars Day, so may the 4th be with everybody. Um, we are not going to get into it too much or at all or potentially. Uh, actually, I'm going to use that as a segue. I am going to use it as a segue because one of my all-time favorite video games, arcade games, growing up as a kid was the original Star Wars game. Vector graphics, horrible. Remember it had the, the, the stick, like the control oh, stick. System? You flew the X-Wing. No, I was in the arcade. Oh, in the arcade. I was going to say, I'm like, I can't even imagine what, what video game system. Had, no, but. I, I think it came, It eventually was out on like Atari or something, or maybe it was on ColecoVision and television, one of those. But it was one of, you know, the, the regular cabinet, vector graphics. You flew a TIE, or a, excuse me, you're flying an X-Wing, fighting TIE fighters and shooting. Like, eventually you went through the trench run. It was, it was an awesome game. Yeah, see, the games I remember, like, my first video game experiences were like at the barber shop when I was a kid. And they had two cabinets in the in the back corner, and one was Mrs. Pac-Man, okay. and then the other one was uh, Outrun. And so those were the two I remember playing. And I would play Outrun more than Mrs. Pac-Man just because I, I think I could play longer before I'm losing. admittedly terrible at Pac-Man, so I never really loved it. Pac-Man I'm okay with, but I, I prefer the, I guess they call it the, the bar table one where it's got the glass top yep. and you sit down on it. Yep. Like, for some reason, that version, I, I like better than the upright arcade cabinet. You just and like those it, ergos better? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't know if it's kind of like um, like playing video poker at a bar where they, they kind of change the odds so you sit there and play longer and order more drinks. But, the uh, yeah, the bar top Mrs. Pac-Man, I think, is – like, I wouldn't mind having that in the house. I used to have a cabinet that was basically it – was, it was one of those – I was – Kind of, I always associated those with the uh, the pizza parlors, right? Okay. I remember, I remember they would always have them like lining the hallway. So while you're waiting for your table, we'd go to BJ's in Newport, and while you're waiting for your table, you'd be playing, I don't know, Galga or whatever. I had a Galga, a Galga pizza oh, no style, yeah, yeah, one of the tabletop ones, and uh, I spent a lot of time when I was younger. I guess I shouldn't say a lot of time, but moving around uh, enough that I got tired of moving it. And I think I just finally said, screw it, and left it with the guys I was, I was, whose house I moved out of. Yeah. Do you think you'd want it back, or would you want that back? 
Not that specifically. Like, there's some cabinets I'd love to have. I'd love to have an original Star Wars, which I, I'll tell you the story. I missed out on on one of those. Um, and we can talk about that here in a few minutes. But, uh, like, an original Tron would be rad. I used to love that game. There's some some cool arcade cabinets I'd like to have, but not necessarily another pizza Galga. Yeah, I, I've, I've had some friends that have picked up, like, vintage cabinets and yep. then... They've redone them with modern internals, and they're and they're using like an emulator to run the games, and and then that way they have the opportunity to run multiple games on the same cabinet. Yeah, a good friend of mine, Jay's got a um, he has one of those emulators, like it's kind of the generic cabinet, but then it's got right. every game ever made basically on it, which is cool. I think it's really cool, and they're super fun. But there's something about like if I could get my hands on an, and and at a decent price, obviously at an original Star Wars cab, that would be. Mm. Now, what's a decent price? Like five hundred bucks, or like? Well, that that's I don't know uh, anymore. Like what what they would go for, but I actually did production for a big video game show that they did in Anaheim. I don't know, freaking fifteen, twelve something years. Ago. That was a long time ago, eleven, twelve years ago. But that show also had so it was like a, an arcade uh, convention thing, right? Like regular video games, they had a big arcade thing, and then vintage games, they had an auction. There was an original Star Wars cab in pretty good shape that at the time went for five hundred bucks which was like an absolute steal. So I've yeah, got yeah. to imagine you're looking at a couple thousand these days, at least. Have you seen, have you seen the, the, I want to say they're like two-thirds scale yeah. arcade cabinets that are like online around the holidays? Yep. Those are kind of intriguing. But they're, they're super cool, and they come with it. Well, they don't come with it, but you, get a, you can get a, like a pedestal. Put it up that, at the, like a normal height. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, f- one of our uh, family friends, Phil, he's got, I think, three of them or so in his office. They're super cool. Yeah. Now it makes me think of it. If I redo the garage and actually get the cabinets put in, I was like, do I save space for an arcade console? Maybe that's what you do is you have, you know, I don't know, what are they, three feet wide or something like that. So carve out seven feet and have two of them next to each other. Yeah. That might be interesting. Yeah. Were you, when you went to the arcades as a kid, were you... Video games or were you uh, pinball? I was a little bit of everything. Like pinball, I always liked, but it was one of those things where, like, you go into an arcade, and I remember growing up, going to the mall. There was a dedicated arcade right. in the mall, like a, a storefront size, and in the back there'd be maybe like six pinball machines, and then the rest of the arcade was was video games. So. While you, while I liked playing pinball, there wasn't nearly as many options to play compared to all the arcades. Right. And, and so I think I typically just gravitated more towards the arcade games because pinball, you'd have to kind of wait more often than not. Right. Just because limited games, there was always a line kind of thing. But growing up, we, uh, we used to go to a campground up in Lytle Creek, probably where you, not too far from where you were last weekend. Yep. And uh, the campground, they had two pinball machines, but the only one that I remember was they had a Kiss pinball machine. Yeah. And it had the the, the band members all up on the back uh, plexi, like where the score was. And uh, that's the only pinball game I remember playing that. I play that all the time. I'm trying to remember. I either – it was either in our house, so it must have been like – one of my mom's boyfriends or something, or it was some, but some family member's house. I distinctly remember having access to a pinball game. I think it was Playboy. 
or something uh, similar, or or that robot one. I don't know. Anyways, but I I distinctly remember there was a pinball game that we could play whenever we wanted. But I never enjoyed pinball as much as I did just console, arcade games. Yeah, it depends. Like I think the first arcade game that really kind of became a thing for me was Street Fighter Two. That's hilarious because I was just gonna say the same thing. We'd ride our bikes to Seven Eleven. And we would be there for the whole day, basically. Yeah. There was a, a pizza parlor, like maybe like a, a block or so from my house. And we would go there and play Street Fighter. But I remember the game vividly because we took a family vacation to Catalina, Catalina Island. Yep. And, and so that's just, you know, like a 45-minute boat ride off the uh, California coast, like leaving from Newport or uh, Dana Point or Long Beach. And... Uh, we get to the island, and then you know we get to the hotel, and we're at the beach. And right across the beach is an arcade, and the arcade had uh, like walls that opened up, so it was like open. There's, an, like a, there's we, an Avalon. Yeah, it yeah, an yeah, Avalon. Okay, yeah. And so it's kind of like um, kind of like when you're in Las Vegas, where the casinos open up directly to the strip, and right. so you see all the all the machines. Well, they had Street Fighter. They had um, two consoles or two two cabinets side by side facing the beach. And there was lines, and uh, that was where my, my parents would hand us, you know, like five bucks, ten bucks, and we'd go wait and, and play. And I remember that was where I, I found out the whole idea of calling next by putting your quarter. Yeah, up on up the top. On the cabinet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know how you knew which quarter was yours when there was like a line of like six of them or something, but. Yeah, but you always knew. Like it was just a thing yeah. where you just always knew that okay, that's me. I'm next, and I don't know. You're right. I don't I have no idea how now in retrospect how we kept track of that. But dude, that's some of like the quality, like those quality early memories or like memories of your childhood. Seriously, was going to Seven Eleven and seeing how many people you could kick the crap out of on one quarter. Now, who was your fighter for Street Fighter Two? I didn't. I you know I liked Guile. I never like I tried to stay away from Ken and Ryu. I felt that was too sort of. I don't know. It's kind of what everybody would, would pick. So I'd use Guile a lot, and then Chun-Li. Chun-Li is awesome. Yeah. I, I would use E-Honda or Blanca. Because oh, nice. for some reason, I felt like the, those fighters, I didn't have to be nearly as skilled right. or as quick with the button presses or the combinations to pull them off. Because with E-Honda, it was just you held back for two seconds <laughs> And then hit forward and hit the button, and you do that torpedo thing across the screen. Right. And then Blanca did the same thing with the when he went to do like a electric cannonball and mm-hmm. spun across the screen. Yeah, I but, remember. I remember when they the Seven Eleven bias got uh, they upgraded to the Street Fighter Two Turbo. Oh yes, there were so many versions. There oh, was I know. Turbo. There was Championship Edition. There oh was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, there there were so many different versions and everything. But Turbo was definitely my Street Fighter Two Turbo was my favorite edition. And I remember when they got it at Seven Eleven, we were just mesmerized. Like, oh, this is so fast! It's amazing! Like, this is it added this challenge because now you really had to sort of be on top of your game, right? What I don't even think I remember what Turbo added. Was it actually speed? A speed literally aspect? just speed, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It like the game just was faster. Everybody moved faster. You could pull moves off faster. So everything It'd be just awesome. It was just marketing. Nothing changed. They just added turbo. <laughs> well, you know, it could very well have been because I'll be honest with you, I've never played them back to back. Right. Yeah, because they were never in the same place at the same time. It's not like you can no. compare the uh, the regular to to uh, turbo. But I now, do remember it was like a thing where they it was some internal upgrade that they changed something on the board and then slapped a sticker on the cabinet. 
Might have just overclocked it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, who knows. Did you ever have a computer with a turbo button on it? <laughs> yeah, the button that nobody knows what it actually did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, fact, I think, had a... I think the computer that runs my plotter has a turbo button on it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we had... I remember my, my first... Like, growing up as a kid, we had uh, Commodore 64 and the original Mac. You know, the grayscale Mac yeah. with a handle on the top. And then... Uh, That's a Mac classic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the time... Well, right, yeah. At the time, it was just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we got an actual PC, and it was a Packard Bell. It was a 486, 25 megahertz. And then we had that for a year, but then we had it upgrade. So we went for the 486 DX33 with the... And the DX was important because it had the math coprocessor. So it was like even faster. And I remember as a kid, the way I could judge how fast the computer was, was playing a game of solitaire to see how fast the cards bounced across the screen when, oh, when you won, you won. the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty sad like measurement of a computer speed, right? When you think but about at it. the time... It no, worked. no, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time. Uh, yeah. So, Mac, Clyless, Mac, did you have any games on the Mac? No, no games on the Mac. We did have the... Uh, I think they called it a, a laser writer printer, but it was a tractor feed printer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, we had, what was it, Print Shop Pro. So we could print out and make, like, birthday banners that said happy birthday. And it would we, take, like, you know, 20 minutes to print. And you had tape 70 pieces of paper together. Yeah, I remember Well, it, it was tractor feed, so it was a continuous piece. Oh, right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's dot matrix, so right. it was all splotchy and, you know, yeah, but low res as hell. It's kind of still kind of cool. The... Uh, the games, so we had Dark Castle was a, an amazing game on the, the Mac. And then there was a Kung Fu game that was super fun. And I can't remember the name of that game. And it my was first, hard. It was like legitimately hard. My first PC game was Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, that's a good game. So that was, but we weren't growing up, we weren't really big on the PC gaming thing. We, we did get the first NES, the original NES. And so that was our Christmas present. I want to say like, 88 89 whatever yeah, like the, the first year yeah. i think is the when it's when it came out yeah so we got it christmas that year and so um my brother and i were playing uh duck hunt and mario brothers that was because that's what it came with and i lied to you 83 would have been when nes came out 83 yeah no way yeah that's crazy yeah we didn't get it until well that's when it like, launched in japan uh oh let's see I'm looking it up. 83. Yeah, 80. Well, hang on. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. NES release date. Yes. I'm looking it up. 85. NES. Okay. Yeah, I, I must have got it like a couple of years later. But at the same time, we were still one of the first to have it on the neighborhood, which is weird. I think my neighbor had one. And then uh, I wanted one so bad. I would go over there and I just kept, I would not shut up about it. And we lived in, uh, I, I know exactly where we lived. We lived in this house in, uh, in Huntington Beach, right on the corner of Lisa Lane. And I don't remember the, the cross street, but I remember my mom said, hey, can you go? It was like right around my birthday. I think it was around my birthday. She said, asked me to get something out of the car. And I happened to see that it was in her trunk. And she got me the whole, like, uh, the kit. I don't know if you remember, but it came with Rob. It came with the robot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I had. I had that. I had the gun for Duck Hunt, but the robot had those. So it had, there's this game. Crap, I can't remember the name of the game, but 
essentially you would put the one of the controllers in this holder and the robot would spin these tops like literal tops at a super high speed and pick them up and set them on the buttons of the controller right that game was yeah. it was okay it was easier to play with a friend and made way more sense but the top spun super fast and in fact i still have a scar on one of my fingers from where it burned me oh no way yeah because the side of it i just got a friction burn because you know i'm i would pick them up and like you know there's like a gyroscope you'd screw around yeah. with it and then I'd i i, put I remember see going to a friend's house and they had the robbie or whatever that little robot thing was yep. and that blew my mind because i'd never see one in person yeah, it was amazing but, but yeah we spent so many hours playing with that original nes and just uh you know it, it's kind of funny how you can hear the you can even i can in my mind right now i can hear like the the boss level challenges yeah. in mario like when you're in the dungeon and that spooky 8-bit mm -hmm. music. Da -na 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 -na. Yep. Dude. Da -na 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 -na. So Mario, Zelda, I remember getting Zelda. I remember getting the, do you remember those stores PX, the PX store? No. Uh, it's some, maybe well, it was. PX is a military thing, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I swear there was like a store called PX. I'll have to ask my mom about it, but. I remember getting the the first Zelda game. I had the gold cart. It was freaking amazing. And I played that game probably more that between that Duck Hunt and Mario. That that was everything. That's all I would do. That was what I think we had for most of like the the first few months or if not year yeah. with the original Nintendo. And my brother is 18 months younger than I am. And so he was much more into Zelda than I was. And so I was perfectly fine just watching him play. Oh, man. Like, that... he would go through it and I would watch, and I was fine with it. And, but at the same time, I don't see the appeal of Twitch today where people are watching other streamers playing video games. You know, it's... But as a kid, in person, it was fine. I like... I actually really, really do like, weirdly, I'll put Twitch on in the background sometimes. And I, I don't... Maybe it's just background noise because you're right. I don't I don't get it as like, oh, I'm going to follow this person or whatever. Like, I'll just find a game that's interesting and, and throw it on the background. And this is maybe like once every six months. So this isn't like a normal thing. But to your to your point, I liked watching. It was always when you were a kid. It was fun to watch your friends play certain games. And then right. even when like I, as we got older, you know, we get into like online play and first person shooters. I like first person shooters. I don't like playing online like i don't like online tournament play i don't like that kind of stuff but i do like watching other people play which is if i'm in person in person there and i do like running the headset and i like talking crap that's so the part your, i like so what's your all-time favorite original nintendo game oh that's a good question i think i have between between zelda and mario those are probably my fondest memories but if you look at like Think about all the titles. There was Metroid. There was uh, oh Mike God. Tyson's Punch Out. Punch Excite Out. Bike. Yeah, I mean Excite yeah. Excite Bikes definitely Excite up Bike there. Excite Bike is still yeah one yeah. of my favorites. Um, I mean I've got you know I I don't <clears throat> we've talked about it a little bit before. But my whole right leg is from hip to ankle tattoo of all cartoons and video games from my youth. So Excite Bikes on there. Zelda's on there. Metroid's on there. Um, and they're just there were dude Bubble Bobble. We used to play Bubble Bobble. My sisters and I. For friggin' hours. Like, that was we, one game that... I don't know why we never owned it, but we would get my dad to rent it every week. We would play Tetris, like, for hours yeah. on end. I had Tetris on and, Game Boy, and that was a great... That was a great one for uh, passing time in situations. 
So did you after after the original NES came out? Did you upgrade to the the Super Nintendo? I did. So I I've I've probably had, with few exceptions, every console since the NES. So we growing up, we had Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and then I think I can't remember which we had first, either the Nintendo sixty four or the Sega Saturn, because we had Sega Genesis. Okay, so I didn't we have a Sega's, Saturn. No, 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 we didn't have a Saturn. We had Sega's Genesis, and then we had Sega CD, which oh, yeah, stacked the add-on. underneath it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I never had that. I did have, uh, I had the regular Genesis, and on the regular Genesis, oh, Altered Beast. Remember that game? I remember it. That was but, one of my favorite. Wise from your grave. I'll never well, for forget me, that guy. The, the, for me, the ultimate Sega Genesis game was Mortal Kombat. Was that on because Genesis? Yeah, because it was too violent for Nintendo. So I, and, and this isn't, I don't know why, I was never a Mortal Kombat fan. I liked uh, Street Fighter, and then I liked Finish Tekken. Him. Yeah, I, I, could, I don't know, maybe I just, because I sucked so bad at it, and I just get mad. But I played, I, Tekken was my game, after yeah, Street the, Fighter, as I far think, as fighting games. I think Mortal Kombat was also kind of fun in the arcade, because of the fact that not only did you beat the guy, you could then finish him with some gruesome, you know, fight ending punishment by ripping his spine out of his head or right. blowing him up into smithereens. And that was kind of the, the ultimate like fuck you kind of move when you're playing somebody in real life. And that was definitely a game in the arcade I was content to just watch. Yeah. I yeah, I just never I never got into but then Tekken so out of all the Tekkens, Tekken three was my favorite. Uh I, I, I just, don't even I was, think I can recall what that game is, what what the goal of the game is. That's is the same it just, like, just another scroll? fighting game. No, 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 it's another PvP fighting game. Okay. Side, yeah, side view. It's like Mortal Kombat or any of the rest of them, but it was, uh, they had a character that was basically Bruce Lee. Because I think a lot of my favorite games are the ones where you can just pick it up and play. There's no saving your progress. Right. There's no words to unlock. It's basically you just pick it up and play. So... Like, Side Bike is awesome. Mike Tyson, Punch-Out is awesome because you just pick it up and start playing it. Right. Uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, same way. And my, I think my all-time favorite, if I had to go back and pick something, it's going to be split between two games, and pretty much both of them were on the Nintendo 64. So this, is, this might be some nostalgia, but it's GoldenEye 64 or Mario Kart. I was just going to ask you about GoldenEye. Uh yeah, that's got a lot of good memories tied to it, and hours and hours and hours of gameplay tied to it. Mario Kart's a freaking classic. Well, I think for me, like Mario Kart was fun because it was usually just like a, a my brother game. and I playing. Yeah, yeah, but it was for some reason like Mario Kart was like a, a two person kind of challenge. Uh huh. Whereas GoldenEye, we would go four player. Oh yeah. The four, you know, full multiplayer experience. Did we used to have so. When I was, we went through like a big golden eye phase when I went to UCSB and we would actually have our EMT instructor come over. We'd have pizza, beer, hang out and play golden eye. Wow. And it was awesome. Yeah. We, I mean, so many nights of playing golden eye, especially like weekends in the summer. Yeah. You'd be up late. You'd have a sleepover. You'd be playing golden eye. And it's funny because you look at the graphics now and they're just so blocky and awkward, but it was just the gameplay, just the fun with it was just amazing. Well, it's rad. Like you said, so we do like a lot of one shot, one kill. 
Like we play Golden right. Gun a lot. <laughs> Do you ever play Slappers? Stupid. No, I don't know no, what that is. No weapons. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah we can only slap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, what was the what's the little dude's name that like it was basically cheating because nobody like you'd just shoot over his head. What the heck was yeah. that guy called? I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. He's yeah. the guy with the hat, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so yeah, we did. We would play Goldeneye. Like, there's so many good games. So the new Mario Kart's are really funny. Mario Kart Eight just came out. I don't know, just came out last year, I think. Uh, I have that. It's super fun. Uh, my my niece and nephew, they they love playing it. Like, we'll get the whole family play four four v four v four, whatever you call it, and it's that's a pretty fun game. It was odd job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, he was the little. And then dude. when you would shoot him, the bullets would whiz over his head. Yeah, and it was total cheating. Like we we'd have to make rules. Like nobody gets to be odd job. You can't do X, yeah. can't do Y. Halo was yeah. another game that I've got probably a year of my life wrapped up in easily. My my roommate at the time when when that Halo first came out, uh, Chris, he he and I would basically like on a Friday night get a lot of beer, and then just play Halo all weekend. And we might remember, sleep a little bit. So, like, in the... This would be, like, late 90s. In in my truck, I had a... Because I was in a car audio at yep. the time. So I had a motorized flip-out screen in the dashboard of my Toyota pickup truck. It was Ooh. a five-inch Clarion color display. And in my glove box, I had a Nintendo 64. That's awesome. And so uh, I played a lot of Mario Kart. Wave Runner 64 was really good. I uh, vaguely remember that game. That was just basically jet skiing. You were yeah, just okay. jet skiing all over the place. Yeah, yep. Um, 1080p, which was like a downhill snowboarding game, which was a ton of fun. And uh, I'm trying to think of, I can't remember the the name Wait, of the ten, game. Oh, it was, just, it was just 1080. That's what it was called, right? Maybe it was just yeah, yeah, 1080. Just 1080. Yeah, I think yeah, it's 1080p yeah. because yep. of <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah. Maybe it was just 1080. Foreshadowing. And then uh, Donkey Kong. They had uh Oh yeah 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 on N64. That was a good game. Yeah. It was a so, that's one of those games I never finished. I had it, I played it, never finished it. But those were the games that I could go like on my lunch break, go out to the truck, start it, you know, and start playing the game for like 20 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes, eat and then go back into work and it would just be like fun. It's just absurd that I was playing video games in my car. So do you remember well, it's actually funny. You're playing video games in your car. That brings up. You remember the first Fast and Furious? RJ Devara plays. He's playing his PlayStation before they start the race, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is pretty funny. Hi, RJ. Uh, the. So, do you remember the 3DO? Do you remember when that came out? I remember. I remember hearing about it. I never really saw one. And, and remember the big thing, like at least for me in junior high, was the Neo Geo. Well, so the Neo Geo was like. 800 bucks or something right it was super yeah, crazy yeah. expensive but then there was also 3do those are about the same time i had a friend that had neo geo uh it was too expensive for us to get so he had it it was it was cool it had like metal slug and some of the other games it was like almost a console in your house but the or i mean right. a, a cabinet in your house arcade cabinet yeah, yeah the but on 3do so there was a game on 3do called oh shit space hulk and it's one okay. of to this day one of the most terrifying games I ever played. Because so the whole premise of the game is you're like a space marine or something, and you board this like vessel that's just floating out in space. And it's one of the first, I think it's it may actually be the first system that had surround sound. Okay. So you'd be playing and the whole soundtrack was super creepy, but then like in the game, 
like your heartbeat was part of the thing and you would hear oh, these aliens weird. and it's surround sound so you would hear like an alien behind you go, and then your heart like, <laughs> and like it would it would legit get you like get you going it would freak you out that game was we would play that at night turn out all the lights and it was legitimately like a, a pretty terrifying game interesting it was fun yeah but terrifying yeah, i don't know that game but i mean i remember subscribing as a kid to uh to Nintendo Power Magazine. Yep. We'd get that. And then uh, we also had... Did you ever own a Game Genie? I did not. I had a friend that had one. Because this is more the cartridge-based game. So yep. obviously the Game Genie didn't work on discs or anything like right. that. But Well, they had. They did have... I thought that once the disc came in, like for PlayStation, they had another way that they did it. And I don't remember how it worked. But the yeah, original Game Genie where you plug the, that into the cartridge... or the cartridge yeah, into that like, into the system right yeah it was like it it was like a a t-harness basically it was, right. it was an intermediary cartridge that plugged in between the the console and the game itself right and then you could put cheat codes and modify everything and yep yeah like unlimited lives right. or whatever those things were oh man that, and then and then even pre that right the konami code up up down down left right left right ba start do you have that tattooed on you no i don't I don't. That uh, that's what a missed opportunity, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you could always get it added later. <laughs> well, yeah, you could. But that was it's okay. So there, there's another one, Contra, freaking classic. Yeah, I didn't play that one too often. It was. I'm trying to think. I mean, we had all of the Mario's. We had uh, one, two, and three. What was your favorite of those three? Oh, it's it's hard because each one had like a thing about it. Right. I I think. Super Mario 3 felt like the, the, the fanciest of the three, but I think I liked Mario 2. But when you got onto the Nintendo 64, <coughs> Mario 64 I thought was insane because you had the ability to kind of explore three-dimensionally. Like you could walk around like the, on the map to go to the different levels in the lands. So I thought that was really cool. That was but, on 64. Yeah, was, Mario yeah. 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario yeah. Galaxy? No. no Galaxy's on the Switch. Yeah. Which is also a really fun game, by the way. So Mario, I think Mario for me on the, the original like sort of Mario's, Mario 3 only slightly beats out the original Mario. But then Mario 64 was like a total revolution. You're right. It's all three-dimensional. There's super yeah. cool stuff you could do. And then Mario for the Switch, Mario Galaxy. It's honestly like if you liked Mario 64, it's a rad throwback and has that same feel. And yeah. it's so much fun to play. I got I got Grayson a uh, what was it Mario Maker for the oh, yeah. 3DS so you could make your own levels. I mean it's it's just a a side scrolling game, but right. to be able to make your own levels is is kind of fun. And that's that that game makes me think of Excite Bike because in Excite Bike you can make your own levels as well, right. or you can make your own track. Yeah. And and my my favorite ramps I had two of them in Excite Bike. One was the little forty five degree ramp. It was like a little 45 degree triangle. Yeah, yeah. And then there was one that was a lot bigger that kind of looked like a like a camel laying down. It was really tall and really wide, but it angled up, had a flat like a camel angle. laying down. It took me a second to figure out. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. So those two were my favorite ramps out of the entire game. Yeah, yeah. And, and what we like to do is we would set up the 45s so you would jump, and as soon as you would land, you'd hit another one and, and jump. And so you'd spend most of the time in the race in the air because you were just basically jumping from jump to jump. 
That, but yeah, that game was awesome. Oh, oh, so the new and it, I don't know. I think it's I don't know that it's actually exclusive to Mario Eight, but they have a Excite Bike level. Oh, in Mario Kart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the new Mario Kart, yeah. so it's like the yeah. it's like just a big oval track, exactly like Excite Bike was, right? But you've got all the jumps and stuff, except you're just in Mario Kart. It's super cool. Interesting. Yeah, it's really yeah, fun. like great. Yeah, Grayson doesn't have a Nintendo Switch, so we had a Wii. Uh, before he was around, and then he started playing with the Wii, and he played Mario Kart with the the little Wii wheel thing, and yeah, and uh, we don't have the Wii anymore. But it's like part of me would be like, okay, you know, there are some titles that would be nice to have on the Nintendo Switch. So, I mean, right now everybody's talking about Animal Crossing because they're stuck at home and they're yeah. they're doing that yeah. whole thing. So a lot of Grayson's classmates are talking about it, and he has no idea what the game's about because he doesn't have a Switch. I think we talked about this last time, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I still don't. I, I, you know, it's funny. After we talked, I looked at Animal Crossing. And, and you're I, like, nope. I, well, and also, I'm like, I still don't get it. So, no, thank you. Yeah. So, it is kind of interesting. But then it's, it is kind of that, that, um, that kind of nostalgia flashback thinking back on, all of those things that were going on around the time of these different video game consoles, like the, the smack talking we used to do, uh, the, you know, the Yamama jokes, the, the slap bracelets, the psych, you know, all, all of those insults. It's psych. Those were, those are awesome. You know, and it was just, I just, it, it you have that kind of nostalgia thing. So because mother's day was coming up, and because we're kind of getting nostalgic with this video game stuff, I decided to look up Yo Mama jokes to, you know, kind of tie into that Mother's Day, yeah. I guess, love. So, um, Yo Mama's so fat, I took a picture of her last Christmas and it's still printing. No, stop. No. <laughs> no. Oh, God. You know what? Yo Mama's laugh is so contagious, the CDC issued a travel ban on anyone who came to her New Year's Eve potluck. <laughs> Yo mama is so fat, she doesn't need the internet because she's already worldwide. Oof. Your mama's so smart. What if this were the 17th century? It would make her seem like a witch, but these days that's a good thing, and we're happy with her mystical powers. <laughs> <laughs> Your mama's so fat, she walked by the TV, and I missed three episodes. I, that one, I still don't get it. Like, so she, she's just ri- how? Maybe they're maybe they're short episodes. This is that one. You know what? Your mom is so busy she doesn't even have time to put up every picture you draw on the refrigerator. And maybe that's okay. Maybe you don't need her to pat you on the head every time you color inside the lines. I mean, come on, you're almost forty-one, dude. <laughs> Your mom is so dumb. She thought Dunkin' Donuts was a basketball team. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, this one I remember from my childhood. I've used this one. That's that the Dunkin' Donuts one? No, no, this one. Oh, right okay. Here. Yo mama's so fat she got baptized at SeaWorld. Ooh. <laughs> Man, that's not good. Yeah. Y- your mama's so lazy she doesn't even do dishes until after she makes dinner. How else are you supposed to do it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I do like this one though. Your mama's so dumb she went to the dentist to get a Bluetooth. That's that's pretty modern. I mean, that wouldn't have been able. We couldn't have cracked that one back in the nineties. No, not at all. 
Yo mama's so fat, her baby pictures were taken by satellite. But, but okay, but then that, yeah, that, that then opens up a whole other can of issues, right? Yeah. <laughs> Your mama's so fat that when I pictured her in my head, she broke my neck. Dumb. That's, a, that's dumb. <laughs> Your mama's so bossy. She got promoted at her company way faster than anyone expected, had an early retirement, and then started her own company. That's respectable. <laughs> yeah. I you're you're saying the mean. I've got the nice ones. The twist ones. <laughs> Your mama's so fat she can't even jump to a conclusion. Ooh. <laughs> or or the one the other one I remember, uh Your mama's so fat her blood type is ragu. That's gross. <laughs> But the funny thing is, is you could spend hours, like, on the playground just talking smack on everybody with I, these things. It's funny. Like, I was never, like, the big into the Yo Mama jokes, but I remember a lot of them. Yeah. But in the, in the one thing was, is there would always be that one joke that just took it too far. Yeah. You know, like, you could say all these insults, and all of a sudden, one just hits a little too close to home, and then all of a sudden, it's... It's game over. I, I do like the what was it? Your mama's so fat her belly button gets home fifteen minutes before she does. <laughs> and the, looked, the weird the the what the weird owl one, right? Your mom your mama's so fat when she sits around the house, she really sits around the house. The house, yeah. yeah. That one's a classic. That one is a classic. Your mama's so ugly, she gives Freddy Krueger nightmares. Aw. <laughs> That just makes me sad. Oh, that's all nice. Uh, so are you going to go? Are you doing anything nice for your mom for Mother's Day? Great question. No idea. Uh, I don't know. We haven't even like discussed it. I think I'm sure we'll probably all get together. Uh, A Zoom brunch. Yeah, something something silly. Or maybe I mean, realistically, we could get, we could all go to my mom's backyard and swim and still stay plenty of space away from each other so i don't know we'll see what ends up happening but uh so before we get totally away from it i want to talk about games just a little bit longer because i was unaware of this but i was really bored one night and i went on to amazon prime prime Uh video and i found a documentary called nintendo quest Ooh! so this documentary was made i think came out in like 2015 and basically, there were, and I didn't know this, there were 678 officially licensed Nintendo games, NES games for the original system right. in North America. So basically, one guy challenges his friend and says, can you get all 678 games in wow. 30 days, but Ooh. you have to physically find them? So you can't buy them on eBay. You can't go... Uh, to Craigslist, like you've got to physically go. So they drive around there. I think they live in Canada, and they drive That's such around. A weird. It is weird. A weird stipulation, because even just finding 678 games via eBay or Craigslist isn't easy, anyways. Well, no, but they so they drive around to different personal, like different collectors, and get stuff out of their personal. But they drive all these video game stores all over the U.S. and Canada, mostly in the East. But they. It's actually really interesting, and I did not know 
a lot of these games existed. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of them I did know, but there's 678, and, like, the super, super, super rare ones, there's only, like, five copies known. Yeah. I remember seeing some some BuzzFeed thing that my son was watching, and it was talking about the most expensive video game ever. And it was one of those games, it was, like, an original NES, and there was only, like, 10 or something made. I think that was, was one some, of those, like, uh, it was one of those it, tournament deals or something, right? That that's, It was a track and field game or yeah. something like that. So that track and field was made for some special tournament that they did, and there's only, like, four or five of them that exist, and they're, yeah. they're insanely expensive. In fact, the guy, I won't give away the whole thing, but, like, there's a couple games where they don't even tell you what the guy paid for him. He's like, I'm not going to tell you. Like, they, he had to do, that was the other thing, he had to do everything with his own money. So they were making this this thing, but they weren't helping him with like the purchase or anything. That was totally Dude, that gets on him. expensive. Oh, it was insane. But what's crazy? He, so that led me. Well, not what's crazy, but so that was super interesting. I, I definitely recommend if you've got some time to watch it. It was interesting. That led it, though to a rabbit hole where I found another documentary called Beanie Baby. No, West? The, the the power of glove. Oh. And it was about the Power Glove. The Nintendo Glove, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? I I remember it. I remember seeing commercials for it. Totally wanted it. Buddy had one. Played with it. <laughs> I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. It didn't work. It was yeah. awful. But it's it, it was one of those things, like, to your point, when you were a kid, you saw it, you wanted it so bad. It was in the movie with Fred Savage, The Wiz. Yeah. That movie yeah. revolved around. And the technology was actually pretty rad. Like, it was pretty advanced. However, it sucked. Then, I, you've got to watch this documentary. Like, there's a guy. He's actually in both of them. And he literally wears a power glove all day, every day. Huh. And there's people that are, like, obsessed with these things. And I, I what I find fascinating, it's like the brony stuff. What I find really fascinating about it all are the personalities and the people and the, like, the lengths that they go in their hobby. And I can't really talk too much crap because I do dumb crap like everybody else. But I mean, it's just absolutely fascinating to me to watch some of this stuff. Like it's, it's really, really. So is the guy walking weird. around with his power glove, almost like Michael Jackson yeah. with his sparkly glove kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's I, his thing. Now, so I mean, I, I I guess if you if you had something that was kind of rare or was precious, that's that's one thing. But if you if it is rare and precious, why would you wear it everywhere you can possibly go? Uh, I <laughs> uh, don't know. What are you What are you googling? I can hear you typing. Uh, no, no, no. I was just trying to figure out if I could find a picture of the guy. I was going to send it to you, but it, it's not oh. coming up. I don't remember what he's called. So. The, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that I don't, I don't know, but there's, there is an impressive rabbit hole of video game documentaries you can then dive into as well as one I watched about a guy that owned an arcade and then didn't own an arcade and he was like some professional record holder. I don't know, man. These, these, it's fascinating. I will get lost in these things and I end up spending, you know, oh, next thing I know it's 2 a.m. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the way it is with any sort of streaming stuff. Right. Because you get into it, and you're like, oh, what's next? Or what's recommended? And you go on and go through it. The uh, the other thing that I do really like about video games is all the old, like, especially all the old 8-bit games, all the music. And I like, I really like all these bands that are around that play, like, kind of 8-bit stuff. They do all, like, the remixes, and they do different, like, there's some, 
a couple different bands that use like Game Boys and stuff to to make their their actual songs. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the theme song to our our podcast. Well, yeah, there you go. You exactly. know, that eight bit, and so. You know, you talk about like rare games. So I mentioned that I, I had a Sega CD growing up. Yep. I had a game called Night Trap, which was I remember uh, that one of the first games with full motion video in it. Yep. And this game was was kind of controversial. Wasn't it a little like risque, so to speak? They had women like in lingerie and stuff right. in it, and basically. It got brought up in a Senate hearing on violent video games because it was it had the senators were saying that it promoted gratuitous violence and sexual aggression against women. So because of that, Toys R Us and KB Toys pulled the 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 games from their store shelves, and Sega discontinued production of the game. And that game, because of that Senate hearing, that game kind of helped create. The, the electronic software rating board, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and even then, like once that happened, right? I think the game, the game ratings definitely weren't the same as they were now. I think they were no, like yeah. much like much like remember like PG back in the day was probably you say, like, the F word. Yeah, or yeah. Once, yeah. right? So it's, I think it was a little looser, but yeah, definitely. I remember that that whole thing happening. Do you you know the whole story behind uh, what ET on uh, on Atari? Well, the fact that they buried thousands upon thousands of cartridges. It was so bad, they literally buried them in the desert. Yeah. And there's a documentary about some guy. I, I, I don't... Trying to find him? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I got to look up what it's called. But the, that guy goes and he tries to find these ET cartridges. Um, I, I can't remember if he does or not. I didn't see the whole thing, but... Yeah, I, I remember like the, the big thing for us, especially over the summer, was to go to the, the video rental place. And this is before Blockbuster. Yeah. So, so we'd go to – it was a family-owned video store, and they had two or three locations, and it was called Video Villa. And we would go in, and I think at that time, the game rentals were something like three days, two nights. Yeah, you know, something For like, like $2.99 or something like that. So we would do that all the time and then during the summer they even i think it had like a five-day rental option and we would rent them for like five days and play it like monday through friday and swap it out for another game and uh there were a ton of games that you know we would beat while we had it on rental and we're like all right we don't need to buy that right game. or there were some games that we would play and we liked enough and then we would go then buy it based on the rental or buy them used buy used copies of them you know what? I, I don't think I ever bought a used game until the games themselves were like discontinued. So like once you couldn't buy them new at all, and all the game copies were just in the secondary markets. Our local but, mom and pop, like we had the same one of those same little video stores. Uh, I, I mean, as probably everybody did, but ours would like once the games kind of slowed down, they might have two copies of stuff, and then once they kind of the rentals kind of cooled off, they would sell one of them. Uh, and I, oh, cool. I bought a couple games, like when Blockbuster used to do used games, because they'd get like 30 copies of each game, right? And then they would sell yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. off. Uh, that that uh, documentary is called Atari Game Over, if anybody's interested in watching it. It's about the it's on uh, Netflix, I believe. What was so bad about the game? Was it just one of those things where they knew it was shit? It was a was literal it? pile of garbage. Like, there was some... Some deal where it, 
I guess it was, it was maybe it was rushed. The licensing was bad. Like the gameplay was stupid. The story made no sense. I mean, I've I've never played it, but I've definitely seen, uh, you know, gameplay footage of it. And man, it is bad. But it's only an hour documentary, so if you've got you know an hour in your day, it's worth watching. Yeah, I, I'm looking. So the game was built in five and a half weeks to be in time for the '82 Christmas season. Yep. And then the release was critically panned with every aspect of the game facing heavy criticism. Yeah, basically that's what it is. It was a rush job. They did a, they so did a, they did a bad job. Yeah, five and a half weeks where it probably would have taken what normally a year, I guess, to make a game maybe. And so the games were secretly buried in New Mexico. Alamogordo. Alamogordo, yep. Which is not a place I've ever been. Well, and the crazy thing is, is they had an Atari manager that was in charge of the burial, and there was seven hundred and twenty-eight thousand cartridges buried. That's almost three quarters of a million Atari cartridges. <laughs> that is insanity. That had to bankrupt somebody. Oh, for sure. Right. That is insane. That absolutely had to bankrupt somebody. I remember, like, growing up, like when you would go to like the video game rentals and stuff, like you would look at the games and you could see like who the publisher was, right? It's like, yeah. Oh, this is a, an official Nintendo game or this is Capcom or whatever. But then there would be those games that you'd never heard of the publisher before. Well, those <laughs> you know, like, were all the, those were the ones that wouldn't make that list of, of the six seventy eight. So if it didn't have the Nintendo seal of approval, right? Like you there. So when Nintendo first, like when the NES first came out, if you didn't get their seal of approval, you couldn't even buy the cartridges because you had to buy the cartridges directly from Nintendo. But, oh. th- but then eventually so there were publishers that were like third party and would do stuff. I don't know where they got the carts. Maybe somebody knocked them off or the case may be. Yeah. But I do remember those were the crap games. Yeah. I remember the accessories that you kind of needed. Like you would have to get the cartridge cleaner. Where it's like an alcohol swab that you would stick in and swipe left and right to, to clean it out. Or remember blowing the cartridges? Uh-huh. Which apparently was actually bad for them in yeah, retrospect. Yeah, just putting moisture yeah. in, into the game. But that was the thing. Like, you'd either blow them or then when your Nintendo wouldn't quite work, you would just, you'd have to put the cartridge in just enough and then push down so it just kind of caught on the lip. And yeah. that would get it to play. Or, or just like shift it left or right yeah. <laughs> or just yeah the fine tuning all the dumb little tricks yeah yeah, yeah. i i remember like on the original nes not having the door closed and having something wedged in there because it pushed down on the cartridge in just the right spot right. that the game could be played yeah there were a lot of dumb little tricks i yeah. you know i still have i should figure out if there's a way to hook it up to my tv i still have a turbo graphic 16 in the garage Oh, no way. Yeah, with some decent games. I've got that. I don't have, unfortunately, my Game Boy or anything, but I have a Neo Geo Pocket Color. I have. I don't even know if I know what that looks like. It's like a little tiny, it's small, cartridge-based you know, cartridge deal, but it had, like, it had some of the fun kind of um, Marvel vs. Capcom and some of those fighting games on it. So it was a, a pretty decent one. I bought it. Like well after it came out, so I got a you know got it super cheap, almost free basically. Now that there's been this slew of like um, the kind of throwback consoles, like so you have the original NES that from Nintendo with like 40 games loaded. Yeah, on they flash did, memory. They did the mini. The mini. I have one. It's right. it's they, awesome because it has excitement. They have that. Yep. They have the Super Nintendo, but what I've seen now are these 
they're kind of they're Raspberry Pi based and they're handheld devices. And then you just have to get the games themselves and load them on. Oh, okay. So it's like an emulator. It's an emulator. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of intrigued by that because I think I, I never really had much in the way of portable gaming devices. I yeah. had a a Game Boy Advance. I think the one that had like the flip screen, like it flipped up. And oh it flipped yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little yeah. clamshell. Mm-hmm. I had one of those, and then Grayson has a 3DS, and those are, like the only two gaming like handheld gaming systems that we've ever had yeah but but growing up i mean i had friends with the original game boy so it had the the monochromatic green screen that might be one of my favorite video game systems of all time i did i probably broke mine i played it so much did you have like little magnifying glass lamp lens thing that went over the front of it to make the screen bigger i did get one of those and what it was stupid it didn't really work no, but you saw, I remember seeing so many kids that had all yeah. those really crappy peripherals, like double-sided taped on their... T- Tetris uh, and Mario were like the two, those games were so much fun on Game Boy. You could just play four hours. Yeah, and so I think because I never really had much in the way of handheld gaming, like I'm kind of like open to the idea of getting a, a portable emulator, a little handheld emulator. That would be cool. Loading all of the, the old school... 8-bit and 16-bit games on there. Do they come, like, are they, is it a thing where you get and they're sort of already built and you just have to load the games, or do you, is it like a kit and you've got to piece the whole thing together on your own? The pictures that I've seen make it look like it's a kit, oh, but okay. I, I, I don't know, because, I mean, that's the other thing I've thought about doing, is just building a Raspberry Pi, you know, or assembling a Raspberry Pi, loading the emulator, and then uh, getting the, the game ROMs on there, and then getting the case that looks like an original NES right. or they have like 3d printed cases or more professionally made cases for it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, okay, I can do that. But then it's like, well, what TV would I connect it to? You know, do I put that upstairs? Do I do it downstairs? So that's why the, the portable emulator, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I can just, just carry it wherever. Yeah. No, that would be pretty fun. I, um, I did get one of the, the Nintendo minis when they came out and it's got good games on it. It's fun. Um, it has punch out, which is, just frustrating as I remember it being. Um, and then I, Genesis has one too, actually. So you can get an original Genesis, like a, I, don't know, I guess it's technically it's an emulator, right? But they made a, a Genesis mini deal. I've seen it at Target. I, I, I don't know. Never picked it up because there was, you look at the list of games and it's fun. There's like four games that you're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And then there's a bunch of games you don't remember. Yeah. You know what I would like to play again though? Do you remember, do you remember Master Blaster? Vaguely, yes. Where you had like the little tank thing that you sort of drove around, and like it would, it could jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was a good game. I wouldn't mind playing that again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go look into some retro handheld kind of things and see if I can find something because that might be kind of fun, especially in this day and age where any sort of entertainment you can do in the house is kind of worth looking into. Yeah, no, for sure. I, you know what though, I, I think we're, I'm, I don't know, I'm optimistic that we're almost through this whole thing i don't know i mean you're seeing more cases than ever these days although oddly enough the cdc revised the 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 number of deaths it used to be like somewhere around like sixty thousand, and they dropped it down like thirty thousand. so now it's like something like 30k so there's some interesting stuff going on with the uh the numbers so i don't know but i i have noticed that 
as other states have started to move towards opening up, stuff looks a little different around here because like a week ago when I went to the store, like everybody was wearing a mask. Yeah. And then like earlier today I, I had to go to Lowe's to get some hardware uh, to, to mount my, my bikes to a rack to hang them from the ceiling. And I, I'm in the store wearing my mask and I'm walking by people not wearing theirs. And it's just like, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that just kind of don't care. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So in- interestingly, the there's a bike shop around the corner from me, bicy- like bicycles, not motorcycles. Uh-huh. They have had, every single time I've driven by, they've got a line out to the street. Really? I've never seen a bicycle shop. And may- I think part of it probably is because people are having to wait in line because they're limited to how many people are going in. But they must be doing an insane amount of business because they're that place is constantly packed. Um, I'm gonna get it. People are buying bicycles. It's summer. There's nothing else to do. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind having like a. I've got a a single speed and a road bike. I wouldn't mind having like a something to cruise around on. Yeah. But I'm not gonna wait in a four hour line to buy a bicycle. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought it was weird. Well, I mean, I mean, that's it's it'll be interesting because I know in some of the states that are that are opening or reopening things up again, they're they're still placing some sort of restriction. So it's like retail can be open, but fifty percent occupancy. Mm-hmm. Restaurants can be open, but fifty percent occupancy. Trying to keep that social distancing apart. Right. So, so that'll be kind of interesting to see what that's like. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, okay, I don't think things are going to get sort of quote unquote back to normal, but I don't think we're going to be on this crazy lockdown too much longer. Although I have no idea when I'm going to be going into my office anytime soon. Probably not till July, I would guess. Yeah, I have no idea if we'll ever get back to normal. Yeah, I would imagine not. Because I mean, think about things like our handshakes done for. You know, honestly, I'm not mad about that part. No, I mean it's not a big toucher, anyways. You're a feeler. Yeah, I feel a feeling here in my heart. In your heart? Yeah. As you as you press it up against somebody? Right. Yeah, yeah. Is that creepy? It might be. Only, only when you're breathing softly. To the ear. <laughs> I, I like to uh, bypass the shake and go for a, an uh, armless hug. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just, you know, there push you up against somebody. Yeah. yeah. It's really or, good. Or the, or the bro hug where you kind of touch, like, sideways <laughs> and then the back tap. Yeah. I, uh... I had to take my I, well. I didn't have to, but I took the the forerunner in. I've had some wheels and tires in the garage for forever, so I finally took it over. I've got a buddy that runs Toyota over here. I took it in and had wheels and tires put on it, and uh, we didn't know what to do. It was like I saw him. I was like, ah, we just settled for a hey, the ah. finger guns. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was it was kind of awkward, but I mean, yeah, and that that's the other thing I've noticed is like you know you go into like a, a place like that, like a service shop they got the waiting room closed. So basically you have to leave. Right. Cause they don't want you hanging around, which is kind of got to be nicer for the, the service technicians. Cause they don't have the customer just staring at the window, waiting on them or anything like that. Well, it's really anyways, like in a, I mean, having that be, if that's sort of actually, to be honest with you, perfect world, right? Like ideal world as a service department, you don't want to be waiting around. Like they're always miserable. There's no yeah. way to make that a good experience. So, you know, that, that part, there's a benefit there. But, yeah, it, it's it's been interesting. I have not been many places in the last week. Well, man, I barely left the house, to be honest with you, which is it's good and bad, I guess. But I have noticed that a lot of the places I go, uh, traffic's been a little bit worse. I mean, it's, it seems like it's kind of ramped up. 
Oh yeah. man, there are dude. So yesterday, uh, there was like biker gang frenzy from like seven thirty in the morning to like eleven. These do in the afternoon. These guys were revving, freaking doing. We I could hear them. They're doing wheelies up and down the road. Like it was kind of annoying. And then uh, I've seen some very strange. I did go for a drive yesterday, and I have seen some very. <laughs> Dude, people are going like, I don't know if we talked about this. I think they said something like tickets over 100 or up 87% or something like that. These people are driving like mad, dude. They're crazy. But yesterday I was getting on the highway and a CHP officer was already on the side. Like he, I don't know if he had let something, he had already written something ticket, but he was parking side. And this guy flies by me, cop pulls out, dude slams on his brakes and then cop just slows down. And I'm like, okay, you're in front of me. I guess I'll slow down. He has lights on, so I don't know what. I'm like, I'll, yeah. I'll just keep slowing down. 36, like 37 miles an hour on the highway. And then he just takes off again. Huh. It was super weird. That is kind of strange. I saw, uh, so yeah, there are more people speeding and a lot more uh, people speeding, breaking the 100 mile an hour uh, barrier right. with their speeding just because the highways are so open. The other thing I've seen is the police are, Especially on weekends, they're trying to crack down on a little bit of the showboating slash cruising that's happening on PCH. So they're doing more or less um, noise pollution checkpoints. So if you're revving the engine right. on your bike or on your car or speeding or exhibition of speed, they're, they're cracking down on that. And I think yesterday, and it's kind of nice of them to say, hey, tomorrow or Saturday, we're going to be patrolling this stretch of highway for four hours so if you see that you know not to be an asshole so you you're fine but then all of those other idiots that don't know get busted there's uh, the highway patrol office that covers like mulholland and like rock store and all that stuff up there they have an instagram that i uh, i started following and i'm looking for right now but they are pretty damn funny to be honest with you and dude, they are stopping so many people it's absolute insanity like how you know you know that they're out in force like why would you go out and be, like they're pulling people over doing like 100 in, in the 45 damn that's that's a big ticket yeah i mean that's i i don't i don't really understand the mentality of doing that at like you know 9 30 in the morning yeah, I think part of the issue is it's like you're starting to see some of these kind of like unofficial car meetups where they're meeting up in a parking lot somewhere and going for a drive. Yeah. So because you're surrounded by peers, you maybe it's peer pressure or maybe you're just showboating, but like I, I wonder how many of these speeding well, how many of these speeding tickets are just like a single person cruising along versus you know, a group of four or five cars kind of cruising along. I think a lot of them seemed, at least from what I've seen, a lot of them seem to be, uh, you know, one or two cars uh, or one or two bikes. So if, if you're interested, it's CHP underscore West Valley. Uh, it's uh, West Valley Police Station or West Valley CHP Station here in California. And it, it's pretty funny. I mean, I'm on it now. Sure. It's not like, like, ha, 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 but it's, you know, you get to see, I like that they, you know, they put nope over people's license, license plates plate. and they try to be yeah. kind of, you know, they're cheeky about it, which is, which is cool. So it's nice to yeah. see them having a little bit nope of Nope over the plate and nope over their head. Yeah. So a portion GT3 RS going 99 and a 45 in Mulholland. Yep. 
a, which is uh, which is bad. It turns out an Infinity G thirty five going over a hundred on the one seventy freeway. This guy was racing and was unlicensed. Ooh, nice. Yeah, but the, okay. So Porsche. I'm just gonna. This is one post. Porsche, Infinity, Audi, Porsche, some street bikes, Porsche, Volkswagen, BMW, and then a Camaro. So mostly German cars, I guess, are getting pulled over with the single Camaro and the single uh, Infinity. We know the difference between a Porsche and a Porcupine, right? The prick is on the inside. That's right. Porsche's got the pricks on the inside. Uh, I guess you could use that for Audi or BMW if you'd like to as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting that you know all the the craziness that's happening, and I don't know, pe- people are crazy. That's what it comes down to. But uh, good news is, I uh, got Dirt Rally 2.0. I think it was for free. So the PlayStation Plus Network. That's one of their free games up until tomorrow. So I uh, I downloaded that. I, so that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. So I'm going to do some nice. rallying. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to make dinner, obviously, at some point. But uh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing the rest of the day. Like yesterday, my project was rewiring the garage to add some outlets because uh, my wife is working out of the garage from this work-from-home scenario. So the garage is comfortable when it's nice outside, but as it warms up, the garage isn't... Yeah, it's got to be temp- boiling. It's not temperature-controlled, right? Yeah. So I bought a... Um, a portable air conditioner. It's one of those like floor standing units that doesn't mount in a wall. Is it one of those like? Does it have a uh, what's that called? The rating is like for the square footage, or I don't know. Yeah, how yeah. Works, man. So this is a. Uh, it's twelve thousand BTUs, so that's good for about four hundred square feet. And my garage is like twenty feet by eighteen feet with a little like cutout that adds a little bit more depth. So it's roughly at that four hundred square foot mark. Right. Um, and when you look it up, like. 400 square feet is you need about like 10,000 BTUs so I, I wanted to get something that had a little bit more power just to have a little bit of, of uh, leeway Yeah. Um, so I got it but the, the problem is, is the nearest outlet is one of those outlets that has a switch so it's a switch with a single outlet and, oh, that, single yeah. out, and that single outlet was already being used by my my sprinklers the, the, control, the timer for the sprinklers so I uh, picked up the parts so I could replace that switch outlet combo, which is what is in what they call a single gang box. And I cut the drywall, took out the old box, put in a new box. So now I have a, a two gang box. So now I have a total of three outlets and a switch. You got to be careful uh, when you get more than one gang together, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also want to make sure your, your power is off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so... I was really good about turning the power off, and I, I figured out what circuit it's on. I, I tripped the breaker, so no power, which also meant that I was working in the dark because it killed the power to the, the overhead lights in the garage. But because it was right next to the, the side door, I was working in daylight, and it was fine. So I, I take the, the old box out. I cut the drywall. I start wiring some stuff up, and then I'm like, all right, I'll stop here. So I wire nut stuff, and it's, it's all good to go. And then I start cleaning up. I flip the power back on. And then I'm like, oh, I should go ahead and, and cut some wire and start connecting it to the new outlet. So I'm working on my bench away from the wall. Right. Get it all wired up. And I'm like, I wonder how, how much wire I need in here. Because the problem with, with electrical is if you have too much crap in the box behind the outlets or the switches, 
you can't really get the switches or outlets to fit in. Yeah, you don't want to just shove wire in there. You need to be strategic right, right. about this. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to be strategic about it, except I forgot that I had live power going. Ooh. And so, so my ground, I had like a, a six-inch piece of ground connected to this new switch. And I was putting it in place next to where it was, and it came in contact. I was Ooh. like, oh. <laughs> And I was like, uh, all right, let me go turn the breaker off. Yeah. I uh I I used to have a roommate. I came home one day and he was in the garage and he was putting in or wanted to install one of those like motion sensors to turn the garage light on and off because yeah. we had a roommate that would just leave it on all the time, which was super annoying. Uh, but I came home and he's, I'm pretty sure he was plastered. And I said, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm putting this thing in." I said, "Did you turn the breaker off?" He goes, "What's that mean?" And I was like, <laughs> "Stop, just stop." So, so- the one thing I do is like usually I try to plug in a a, uh, a stereo or something that makes sound. So when I turn the breaker off, once oh the you stops, know that's smart. I know, but I don't have a radio or anything that plugs in to play that. You know, like a, a Sonos speaker, it's too much work to bring it over, plug it in, launch the Wi-Fi. So I have this little outlet tester. You plug it in, and it's got three status. Oh yeah, I have one it. of those. And it tells you. Yeah. So before I got started, I plugged it in. And it told me I had an open ground. Oh, no way. So I, I turned the breaker off. I pulled the outlet out. And sure as shit, the ground is in the wall. There's three wires. They're, they're clamped. They're crimped together. Yeah. But they never connected that to the actual outlet. So the entire time I've been in this house, which has now been, what, 10 years? 10, 11 years? That outlet has had a floating ground. It had no ground. Oh. So I, oh. I remedied that with my, uh, with my new wiring. It obviously hasn't made a difference. No, because I mean the only thing I was plugged into it was a uh, the sprinkler was the, the sprinkler timer, and that's right. just a it's it's a two prong outlet, so it wasn't using the ground anyways. Right. But the uh, the HVAC is is grounded. It has it's a three prong plug, so we got that all set up. So now that's that's in the garage, and later this week I think it's supposed to get up into like the mid nineties out here. So that'll be a chance for us to see how well this thing. Keeps it cool in here. Yeah, we are under a severe heat advisory. I just got that today until the 8th. Oh, shit. I didn't see the advisory part. I just saw the temps were climbing up, and it's just like, oh. Yeah, I got a, I got a little notice uh, today from the Weather Channel app on my phone that said you were under a severe weather advisory until the 8th, which is great, I guess. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what is the 8th? What, Friday? Uh, Sure. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it is. Thursday? No, it's it is Friday. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, Friday for sure. Um, Whatever. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? I I hung shelves. That's all I did today. Yeah. Yeah. I had these. I've got these dumb, like you know, like decorative, like interlocking shelf things that I've had forever, and I finally said, "Well, I got nothing else to do. Might as well put them up." So, put some over there. Put some over there. Move some pictures around. Kind of rearrange. For those of you that are listening, over there means behind him yep. and in front of him. Correct. Yeah, I just vaguely pointed <laughs> to to things. Uh, just kind of rearranged a few things in here in the in the little studio space. Uh, changed the power outlet or the the laptop power from the old plug to the new plug. You know, I just you know rearranged some things. My uh, my next task is to pull the hot end of the 3d printer apart because it uh, was printing something and it decided to vomit all over itself so that's uh that's the next thing i gotta do is fix the 3d printer uh but is it, 
Is it one of those things where like the, the, the duct gets plugged or something like that? Or No, I think what happened, I had the, the bed height, basically like the, the nozzle to the bed height was off. And I think what it caught and then oh. just sort of started sh- crapping all over itself and just made a big mess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It happened a couple of days ago. I need to kind of go through and, and calibrate it again anyways. I just what was, were you gonna print? was not wanting to. Uh, I don't know. I, I hadn't really thought about it yet. <laughs> Because we, yeah, I mean, so we've kind of, we've kind of caught. Well, yeah, there's a ton yeah. of stuff. I mean, they've caught, we've kind of caught up with the PPE stuff. So I'm not been, have not been doing any of that for the last few days. But, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I made a vase. I made a couple of vases for some people. Uh, I made a little pencil holder for my niece. I made I Mother's Day presents. Yeah, I, I've done a few things. So I do want to make. Uh, I don't know. I've got some nerdy, I ca- nerdy stuff. I call on dibs. I call dibs on any minifig weapons you make. Okay. Well, you just got to tell me what you want. We'll, we'll crank some out. But the, uh, there's like a, I found a little Yoda print that I just kind of want to do just to try it and see how it calibrates yeah. more than anything I've, else. Anything. Yeah. If you have black ABS or the black plastic, I mean, I take like an Uzi or an AK like for a mini fit. <laughs> like, like a full size one. Um, do you know what's crazy? Actually, I found a lot of prints for like, uh, I was, I was browsing on Thingiverse and like the Mandalorian TV show that came out. There's some yeah. people that have made like the, like his blaster pistol. You can print all the parts for it and assemble it. Oh no way! Yeah, like they've got a that? lot of pretty complicated stuff. What's that? Are you gonna do it? Yeah, probably not. What am I gonna do with it? The same thing you do with all other 3D stuff. You just look at it and go, "Yeah, I made yeah. that," and then you set it aside. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are a couple things that I like practical things I kind of want to make, but I've got to kind of do some design. There's some stuff for the truck. Like there's a. In the back of the Forerunner, there's a little spot where uh, it's got a hole, and I'd kind of like to make a little plug to fill that so that it doesn't, like, you put stuff in there, it doesn't fall out. So there's a few little yeah. things, like kind of little dumb stuff like that. Um, so would you, for that plug, would you just print it and that's it? Or would you print it, wrap it, coat it, something like? Nah, this is just a on one of the plastic panels. Just print it out and pop it in to make it in black. I don't care. You don't care plastic on plastic rattle or anything? No, maybe I'll, I mean, I'll use like some 3M tape to hold it in. So it shouldn't be okay. too bad. Yeah, yeah, nothing. But I'm not going to go like felt cover it or anything. It's just not not worth the time. Uh, I think there's a rag I'll shove in there. Maybe good enough. Yeah, you know, Yeah, yeah. but yeah, there's there's some little stuff. And then I don't know. It's fun just to to make stuff uh, to your, you know, to what you're saying. There's really not practical uses for half of it, but it's fun to make. Yeah, but part of it is just the adventure. Yeah, I think it's funny that people like. The printer that I have, there's people that basically have reprinted and rebuilt half the printer because they, I don't know, they don't like it or whatever, or it's not so good enough for them. They printed their own parts yeah. on the printer to upgrade the 3D printer. Right, but they're upgrade parts that are, I don't know, like, I don't need a cover on that, like, there's a, a board that's kind of exposed, you don't need a cover for it, but they're printing covers and, like, you know, it's it's extruded aluminum rail, right, and there's two grooves Yeah. for most of it for like all the XYZ axis movement stuff. And they're printing like, uh, inserts to, to clean to up the, the thing. I'm like, th- why, why there's no need for it because they have a 3d printer and they need to figure out what they can make and print apparently. So, you know, I don't know. I might make, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Damn it. A nice little, I love you, mom, a, a, a live, love, laugh wall oh thing for God. your mom for Mother's day. <laughs> Yeah, I, 
I saw, and I, I swear, I, I think it was on Instagram, and I wish, I don't know if I sent it to you, but I, I wish I could go back and find it again. So this, this. Well, that, that social media image that we posted, like, what, two weeks ago, that live, love, poop? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this one, though, this was, okay, so it's a video, and they're in, obviously, in, I don't know if it's their house, their mother's house, whatever, but they, they're panning the camera around. And yeah. there's like live, laugh, love, live, laugh, love, live, love, love. There's signs and posters and like it's oh, there's like geez. 30 things. So the person singing, they're like, you just got to live, laugh, love, live, laugh, live, laugh, love, live, laugh, love, live, laugh. Like and just keep showing every single one. It is freaking hilarious. I'm not doing it justice. Trust me. Um, and I don't know how to find it again to be able to share it with anybody. So I'm almost sorry it. I brought it up. Yeah. But not sorry enough. We don't no, care. I still said it. No apologies. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. We'll apologize. We'll apologize for everything else, but not that. Nope. That we'll live with. By the way, have you been to Del Taco recently? Uh, yeah. Last Tuesday night, I went to the drive-thru. I had a I had a turkey taco yesterday. It's awesome. They brought it back. Uh huh. Yeah. That was yeah, I was sad to see that off the off the menu, but yeah, because Tuesday it's it's uh, Taco Tuesday at Del Taco, so you get like. Three Del Tacos for like three forty nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because I think they're usually a buck twenty nine or something like that a piece. So well, Tuesday is Cinco de Mayo, Taco Tuesday, and something else all in one day, right? So are you gonna go? What are you gonna do? You're gonna get tacos on Tuesday. We might, maybe we might go fancier tacos than Del Taco. Might go to Baja Fish Taco and get a to go order or something, but. I did buy uh, my Chaco Tacos, so I'm ready for my, my work anniversary That's celebration. right, your work anniversary. So you, you did find some. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a, a box. All right. And uh, I got a four-pack, so it'll be enough for my, my current coworkers, my, my <laughs> wife, my son, my dog, and myself. So That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, because usually I buy it for the entire office. So I'm right. buying like you know, 15 boxes or whatever. It would but, be uh, funny to courier a Chaco Taco to everybody. Yeah, but I don't know if my coworkers would willingly give me their home addresses. Some might. Some might be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of them would be very creeped out, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. Trust me, I'm going to send you something. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to love it, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Some of them would probably be like, what is this weird American tradition? Is this, is this real? That's what you got to tell them. It's a total American tradition. On, your, on my birthday, I send everybody something to their house. <laughs> Right. I wonder. I wonder how much that would cost. I mean, it would probably be cheaper for me just to go do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that would be interesting. But they're all. I mean, everybody lives kind of spread out in Orange County, right? Most or most for the most part. Do. I mean, yeah. there are a couple of people that are like up north of like Long Beach and stuff. Have a little longer commute, but pretty much everybody is in Orange County. With a lot of like the the Japanese engineers are, are in the Irvine, uh, Costa Mesa kind of area. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's a they're, they're they're not too far by, but I don't know how long it would take to go to, you know, forty or fifty people's houses and a long time. Yeah, yeah. Which that is kind of the the joy of this whole stay at home thing is, I don't care how long it takes, right. just because the longer it takes, the more time it kills. So I needed to get nuts and bolts. So Lowe's is maybe like two blocks. So I walked instead of driving just so it would take more time. Yeah. But I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I walk to a lot of places lately just rather than to, for that same reason. Like, yeah. Got to get out of here. Walked yeah. to lunch the other day. Yeah. 
it, but it, it is kind of funny because before it's like, oh no, I gotta get in the car because I gotta get back. Right. But now it's like, no, no, let's let's walk because I don't want to be stuck back in the house. Yeah. Luckily, I've got some time. Like even during the the work days, I'm not inundated with meetings quite yet. So it's you know I can I can sort of say, oh, I can walk to lunch instead of oh shit, I gotta go and come back really fast, which is nice. How many of your new coworkers have you met? Like in person? No. Like you met them, but through like. Oh, we do a do we do a, a Friday happy hour every week? So quite a few. So you're a familiar face already. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, haven't met yeah. you in person. Right, yet. I'm the the guy with the giant beard. The cor the Corin beard. Are you the only bearded colleague? No, there's a couple other guys, but they're you know not quite to the level, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I I think I am the most astute in terms of beard. Yeah. Uh, skills in the office i i am to the point where I, i'm either going to just shave my head which i don't really want to do or kind of lose it like i uh, it's, it's it's getting kind of annoying just shave male pattern baldness in just i did, I did that a fire tuck yeah i did that in high school did you really yeah i really did and it was uh what was funny about it is my mom actually did it and uh, she, you know, while she thinks I'm an idiot, she was like, this is kind of funny. <laughs> and she, she, I remember her doing, I asked her to do it and she was doing it and she, you know, she's all done. She's got it all shaved yeah, with, the, yeah. with the buzzer. She goes, no, 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 we're not finished. I'll be right back. She went and got a razor and shaving cream. Oh God. You, the she picked it. Bulb. Yeah. She's like, if yeah. we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. You might want to think about doing that for Mother's Day. Kind of give her that flashback experience and have her recreate that look. No, I'm okay without that. <laughs> Maybe a mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then like, I never had a mohawk growing up. I, I, I had a couple, but even like, you know, even the beard, like I'm kind of, because I've been inside, right. I haven't like, I haven't been upkeeping it as much as I normally would. So yeah. I could, I could stand with a cutback and a start over, but maybe I'll just do some creative stuff over the next week or so i did an instagram poll and people said just to let it go rather than be creative which i thought was interesting yeah i mean i've been i've been sort of trimming mine just trying to keep all the the wild hairs out of right under control of some sort but other than uh my normal routine of like beard oil and combing it and brushing it it's just growing I haven't even, like, that's the thing, like, I haven't even been, like, keeping up with, like, normally I keep it oiled really well, and I haven't yeah. done that in, in weeks. So are you waking up with awesome beard hair? Oh, man. Beard, it is, it is beard a, bedhead? Oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> and I've got, I have this, like, white blanket on my bed that it uh, it pills really bad, or it, like, gives off these little tiny, like, white <laughs> things. So I wake, dude, every morning I wake up, and my beard looks like it snowed in my beard. And I'm just like, uh, oh, it's terrible. Get, I have to get the, the comb out. Yeah. Maybe it's not a good look. Maybe for Christmas, I'll get you a black version of that blanket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think it, but then, okay, then I just have black shit in my beard. Like, that doesn't happen. Right, but it, it'll blend in. Well, that's true. Yeah, that is very true. I've gotten, I've noticed, like, as stuff's gotten longer, dude, my hair is super gray. My, I've got way oh, more yeah. gray in my beard now. My gray is basically all in my chin area. Right. It's like most gray here, and the rest of my beard is fine. I've got one really long, like gray or like normal, I guess it's the same length as everything else, but there's like one in the sort of bottom of my beard for some reason. It's really bizarre. 
the uh, I don't know if you know anything of the uh, the San Jose Sharks, but uh, Joe Thornton, one of the players on the Sharks, he's got this just huge beard, massive, and he's like kind of known for it. He posted an Instagram deal yesterday where he shaved it off, like completely gone, and it's it's pretty bizarre. Does he look totally different? He looks like he did when he first started playing in San Jose, right? Like because there's there's some people that I've seen that that I've only or that I that I knew them when they had a big beard. Yeah, and when they shave it off, you're like, no, grow it back. I like it's. I look different. I mean, I without mine, I looked. I definitely. I don't. I wouldn't say I look. Why well, I, mean, I still look like me? Because it's. Yeah. I know what I look like, but I. Uh, I was dating a girl once, and I'd, I'd always had, like, some kind of facial hair. I think I had a goatee at the time. Yeah, not, I'm the not, same way. I like always just, have some facial yeah, hair. Yeah, just the chin part, no mustache part. So I remember she she mentioned something to me about, oh, I wonder what you look like without it. Like, kind of made a, a, a comment in passing. And so, I don't know, a few days later, whatever it was, I took a shower and shaved the whole thing off. <laughs> she cried. Which wow. She didn't cry because I was ugly. She just, like, didn't know how to react. Yeah. Right? So it was like, man, that did not do well for my self-esteem, huh? <laughs> so you put your pants on and then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just grew it back. Yeah, it was... Uh... I, I think my rationalization for always having facial hair is I think I have a massive head. Like, where, when I wear fitted hats, I wear a size 8. Yeah, which is hat. insane. I wear a 7.5. I thought that was big. Yeah. And, like, when I played football in high school... When you looked at my helmet from the side, it curved, then it went straight for a couple inches, and then it curved back down. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it wasn't even a continuous radius. Right. So, because of my massive melon, I feel like my oh, facial Oh, it makes features, it smaller? I feel like my facial features oh. are small in comparison to the, the size of my dome. Sure. So, or the, the facial hair takes up some of that negative space. <laughs> right. So... That's that's I think my justification. I always had facial hair because I was uh, always really young for what I was doing, and oh, so and you were so like to look older. yeah, yeah, it made me look a little bit older. People kind of took me more seriously, which is freaking idiotic when you think about it. Uh, yeah, and then you know I, I it was always like short or like pretty. You know, I had a goatee a long time, that kind of thing. And then one day I was like, you know what? Forget it. We're just gonna go for it and. I uh, yeah. I think the longest I've ever had has been like, I don't know, just above my my nipples, I suppose you would say. Oh wow. Maybe not quite that long, but pretty long. A little ZZ Top yeah. action, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it that long. There's a um, certain point where you know, like it gets there because there's some weight to it, right? So when it gets to a certain point and you turn your head and you can feel it, like pendulum. Right, and you can feel it kind of move around. That's that's when you know you're you're approaching maybe too long. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever gotten that point. I mean, my beard right now is probably like three or four inches long, but it doesn't feel like it has that much weight. Yeah, so. no. I mean, this is mine. Just feels dry. I think I need to start over. Huh? Quarantine musings well, on facial hair, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of time to just stare at yourself in a mirror and think about it. My here's my fear. I should have, if I wanted to be creative, I probably should have done it sooner because my fear now is I'll get to a point that's just like, it's gross. Like just a mustache or something. And they'll say, hey, by the way, we go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You'll do it now and then get back to work and be like, oh. Yeah, and then I have to live with that. And other people have to look at it. 
Yeah. I like it sometimes when I do something really stupid with my facial hair and I forget that I did it until I catch myself in a mirror yeah. and I make myself laugh because I forgot that I did it. Yeah. The last time I completely shaved, totally, totally, it was probably like, it was over five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. It's been a long time. At any rate, I remember doing it and walking by a mirror and going, what the oh, God, that's me. Like, it wasn't bad, but I just totally yeah, did. It's just and I had a total total tan line. <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. My, my, my beard tan line was pretty rad. And then when my little niece was uh, my first niece, so she's eight now, when she was born, I had a mustache. And it, it's not a good look for me. It's bad. Just a mustache? I, I'd rock just a mustache like the Tom Selleck. Yeah, this was like a, I had a I put on a pair of aviators and you you would immediately get nervous. Yeah, you like you were a cop. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not a good look for me. So we're not going to do that How again. About the, and then you went to the Charlie Chaplin? No, no, I did not. No. I did have a, a what is that? Like the, the dad from uh, American Chopper yeah, or Hulk yeah. Hogan, right? Yeah, I had that. Yeah. I had uh, I had that in combination with giant sideburns. I'd, I've had just big burns before. Yeah, I've done all that stuff. Like, luckily for me, my wife enjoys facial hair. Right. And she likes it when I look like an a hole. She finds it kind of funny. So just normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have resting a hole face. <laughs> oh, you do not. You're a lovely man. Hey, uh, your mama's so dumb. She watches the Three Stooges and takes notes. <laughs> oh, oh wait now i gotta look him up again <laughs> that's so stupid your mom was so that dumb she so had to call stupid. the operator to get the number for 911 oh that one's i've heard i remember that one is on the playground your mom was so stupid she drove by and saw the sign that said disneyland left so she turned around and went home your mom is so fat she gets group insurance <laughs> your mama's so ugly she scared the shit out of the toilet that's kind of gross that's a little <laughs> gross uh your mama's so fat when she takes a shower her feet don't get wet that's a challenge yeah oh uh, uh, your mama's so fat when she talks to herself it's a long distance call <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find some good ones. These are like, uh, your mama's so ugly, her parents had to feed her with a slingshot. Oh, that's just sad. Your mama's so ugly, her face is closed on weekends. Oh. Wait, I don't get that. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, wait, wait, I got one, uh, one more for oh, you. Yeah. Your, One more. Your mama's so ugly when she joined an ugly contest, they said, sorry, no professionals. And on that note, let's wish our moms a very happy Mother's Day. Dude, without our mothers, we would not be here having fun, and they're probably, in all reality, the two biggest saints on this planet. Yeah. Luckily, my mom's deaf, so she can't hear any of the shit I'm talking, so it's fine. Well, I'm going to... Eventually, one of these days, I'm going to subtitle an episode of this for her and send it over. <laughs> You're going to transcribe all of the uh, episodes so she can read the transcripts? Yeah, we'll make a, I'll just make a, and I can make, like, the YouTube video would be easy. It doesn't need anything but words, right? It's just graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. 
Anyways, uh, Mom, I know you listen to this. I love you. And happy Mother's Day. Coming up, everybody, have a great, great holiday. May the 4th be with you. Cinco de Mayo, Mother's Day, all kinds of good stuff happening. Matthew's nice talking to you again. And yep. uh, see you later, dude. All right. Bye. Later. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast. And for this, we apologize.